Do you eat, sleep, and breathe golf? Do you love to explore? And most importantly, do you just want to have some fun? Well, then welcome to Talking Golf Getaways with Mitch and Darren, brought to you by mesquitegolfpackages.com. Now, here's the guy with all the questions, Mitch Lawrence, and the guy with all the answers, Darren Bunch. It is time once again for Talking Golf Getaways with Mitch and Darren after that sultry, beautiful introduction. I'm Mitch Lawrence in Myrtle Beach, yes, the seaside golf capital of the world. Darren Bunch out in Bakersfield, California. And Darren, great to be with you because we have a subject today on Talking Golf Getaways that you and I both love to talk about, and that is Palm Springs. That's right. We've got uh, we've got three shows, actually, that are going to be loosely based on Palm Springs. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about it today, and then we're going to do two shows with your good friend Mark McClure, uh, actor, funny guy, uh, golfer, hole-in-one maker. Um, <laughs> that guy is a machine. And uh, But we're going to get started today talking about La Quinta and, and some of the other cool places in Palm Springs, and can't wait to talk a little bit about the desert, especially at this time of year. Perfect. And we're glad you're with us at our home at golfnewsnet.com and on iTunes podcasts and audio boom, audio boom. You can find Darren on the social medias at Getaways Golf on Twitter and at Golf Getaways on Instagram. And you can find me at Mitch Lawrence, L-A-U-R-A-N-C-E on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, as we get rolling on Talking Golf Getaways, we want to Give some props to our sponsor for these shows, and that is mesquitegolfpackages.com. And it's getting cold in the rest of the country, if you haven't noticed. It's a perfect time to hit the high desert and Mesquite, Nevada. About an hour north of Las Vegas is a destination you might not know much about, but you definitely should. Right, there. Oh, no doubt about it. Mesquite has seven golf courses, plus if you throw Coyote Springs, uh, which is about 30 minutes away in there, uh, great Nicholas track. Uh, you've got all the golf you could possibly want. And, you know, I used to live in Las Vegas. I spent a lot of time up that way. And the experiences at Wolf Creek and the newer Conestoga really feel like you're playing on the moon sometimes. Amazing desert landforms, very fun, very exciting. A uh, place that's a great golf and gaming experience and destination for groups and buddy trips that might not want to dive deep into the Las Vegas Strip experience. And I know that's uh, kind of unbelievable because you would think most people do, but there are a lot of people who don't who would rather use it as a destination and just hang out, play some golf, and just spend some time. And there's no better way to add Mesquite, Nevada to your golf getaways list, no better way to book it than through the family-owned and locally operated MesquiteGolfPackages.com, and they can help you build custom packages of all shapes and sizes for any budget. And really, you know what's cool? They can also book your drive-in and drive-out rounds in nearby Las Vegas or St. George, Utah. It is really a great way to do it. Visit mesquitegolfpackages.com and start planning your next great golf getaway today. All right, as I said, we're going to talk Palm Springs today. And uh, at different points in our lives, Palm Springs has been pretty influential. I know Darren just got back from there. It was a big part of my life when I lived in Los Angeles and used to go to Palm Springs all the time. But Darren, let's get started. You're talking, I want to hear about the trip that you just took because uh, I know while you were there, you kind of kept me posted. When you got back, you were raving about it. And it really is one of the great, great golf destinations anywhere. Yeah, I really, really like La Quinta Resort and Spa. I've uh, been there a number of times over the years. Uh, it's just great rooms. They've done a lot of remodeling of the rooms. 
Uh, really good pools. There are pools everywhere, actually. Almost every complex has its own pool. Um, it's just a cool, relaxed vibe throughout the resort. Harkens back to the old days, uh, but with modern twists. And, you know, it's one of those places that I just go and mellow out, uh, walk a lot of paths. I took my dog with me this time and just wandered the property. And it's really just a fun place. And it's one of those kind of destinations that's much more low key and I really like it for that. Plus it's very, very outdoorsy and especially at this time of year, it's a really great place to get out and get some exercise. Well, as we know, during the summer it can be a little tough. It gets pretty hot. It's the desert. We know that. Although I used to go all the time during the height of the summer and usually played thirty six holes, but stayed out of the sun during the middle of the day. Um, but this is to me the perfect time to be in Palm Springs because the weather is just perfect. The skies are so clear and the mountains so clear. Uh, to me, it was always, uh, it was almost a spiritual experience as soon as you get within half an hour of Palm Springs. Talk to us a little bit about the food um, because I know that this time wasn't really about golf for you. It was you and Jill, your wife went and it was it was more about the experience of kind of being down there and really taking in the the great parts of Palm Springs that aren't necessarily on the golf course. Yeah, I've played a lot of golf down there over the years. It's a great place to play. There's no doubt about it. You've got the courses at PGA West. Uh, You've got a a host of other places we're going to talk about uh, throughout the desert there. Um, But the food is really what I love about uh, La Quinta. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, too, that these resorts that we go back to time and time again over the years – you know, they go through their own journey. And I used to love uh, 26, the the restaurant there, which had Chef Michael Vaughn overseeing it, was one of my favorite restaurants anywhere. Um, unfortunately, Michael Vaughn left. And now it's kind of turned into, you know, it's a good restaurant, but it's not nearly what it was when he was there. But it gave us an opportunity to go look for some other places and see some other places. Uh, Morgan's in the Desert, their classic steakhouse, just delivers every time. Uh, it's such a great place with, with all kinds of dishes and, and a cool setting right there in the old building uh, right next to where you check in at La Quinta. Uh, but we also went off property some, too, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But one of the things that I think you'll want to know, and obviously you know I like ice cream and milkshakes, um, the La Quinta Crunch homemade ice cream in the marketplace, uh, which is the little shop there where you can get sandwiches and drinks and whatnot. Uh, boy, it was some of the best ice cream I've had. And, uh, I wish I could go there every day and just get a scoop. <laughs> I think you should try to do that. <laughs> I think just drive you, back yeah. and forth. I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where you say, Hey, I really like this. I'm going to hop in the car, take uh, Franny and just drive down there, get some ice cream and drive back. Because it's only how far from you? Uh, it takes about three and a half hours to get down there. But um, maybe I can get them to ship it to me. There was actually a place I went downtown Palm Springs for fudge uh, and got some of the best fudge I've ever had, butterscotch fudge. And um, I was looking on the box and it says they deliver anywhere. So uh, <laughs> Jill and I were talking about, well, we may just have to get fudge delivered to us every week. <laughs> I'm glad to see you're on your diet leading up to the Christmas holidays. I like myself some fudge, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, you do. And some ice cream and a whole bunch of other stuff, too. So That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, you know, I, I wanted to just touch on, if I can, step back in time just a second. Uh, because for me, living on the East Coast now, 
But back in the day when I was living in L.A. and acting, uh, and I, I, I have to thank L.A. I'm not, I don't miss it that much anymore other than my friends. Uh, but it's where I started playing golf. That was a long time ago, 36 years to be exact. But uh, if it wasn't for living there and having the time while I was acting to pick up the game, who knows? But the one thing that it did for me, other than the great tracks in the L.A. area, and obviously we'll do shows about that, but the ability to get in a car and in a couple hours be miles and worlds away from what Los Angeles was about is why Palm Springs always felt like a refuge to me. It wasn't just a destination. It was literally being on a different planet as far as I was concerned. Uh, and I had the great good fortune to play a lot of golf down there, spend a lot of time in uh, the 80s down there. And most of the trips that I took were with my good friend Craig T. Nelson. Uh, Craig, superstar in the acting world, uh, and I could go through his list of credits, but it would take too long. Uh, but he's one of those guys who grew up playing golf on the West Coast. And once he and I became friends and we realized that he was a golfer, as a matter of fact, the way I found out about it, my, another friend of mine was a director, and he was directing the movie Poltergeist. And I met Brian Gibson, uh, and we were at a dinner party one night, and he was asking me just who, about stuff I like to do, and I said, I love playing golf. And he said, oh, you should meet Craig T. Nelson. And I said, Okay. And he said he had them install a net in the soundstage uh, while they were shooting Poltergeist so he could hit balls between takes. So I said, all right, I think this is a guy that I want to find out about. And Craig and I met up. And uh, over time, we played a lot of golf in L.A. together. But over time, he would just call me. And it was one of those things where he'd say, all right, let's go. And if I wasn't doing anything and I was single, I would hop in the car. He had a red Porsche at the time. And we would turn up, Bruce Hornsby uh, was a favorite, and crank it, and for two hours, just blast down to Palm Springs. And once we got there, we had a great friend whose name was Lawrence Zeck, who I think still lives in the desert, uh, who was the head guy at PGA West. And so we played most of our golf at those great golf courses, the Nicholas course and the Palmer course and the Norman course. And, um, you know, it was just a fantastic time. And it happened often. We were down there a lot. So a lot of the restaurants you're talking about now weren't there 30 years ago or so when I was there. Right. Uh, but as far as the golf part of it and the feeling of being in Palm Springs, uh, I miss it a lot. I really do. I, I, it's one of those things that I look back on in my life and I feel grateful for not just the friendship that Craig and I had and, and other friends. We used to go down with a bunch of people all the time. Um, but it's just one of those magical places to me that if anybody hasn't experienced it, really should. Should really say, this is a place worth going for the whole feel of the place. And that's why I love La Quinta. It has that old Hollywood getaway kind of feel to it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun uh, for that reason. I do know one place that was probably there when you were uh, hanging out with Craig T. And that would be a Wally's Desert Turtle. Yes. A restaurant, huh. which is is a, a landmark down there. And on a, a previous trip, I got to uh, to have dinner there. I mean, it's it's kind of a dress-up special occasion type of place, although they've started to kind of loosen that uh, over the years so they can bring more people in. But we went after a day of golf, uh, you know, got cleaned up and, and went. And, boy, had a wonderful meal there. And you could just see why families, especially local families, 
just go there year after year for their special occasions. It's it's a cool, cool place with just a great Palm Springs vibe. Yeah, and it's like you said, because the old is really part of what that community is about. When you think about the movie stars that used to go down there and live there and spend time there getting away from L.A., and uh, it is, it's a fabulous mix. And I haven't been back in a while, so I'm not as tuned into the, the kind of modern uh, upgrades to whatever Palm Springs has now the way you are. But I always love the the kind of old school feel of it. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, when it comes to modern food, there are a couple places that that we fell in love with on this trip, and one is is kind of right around the corner from La Quinta, uh, from the resort, and it's called the Cork and Fork, and um, that is not a name that you want to say incorrectly <laughs> or too quickly, or after you've had two bottles of wine. Exactly. My wife was reading it to me. She was on Yelp looking for something and reading it to me while we were in the car. And I kept saying, what are you, uh, uh, are you saying cork and fork? <laughs> but let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about this place. It's in a strip mall, basically behind a Walgreens. It's, it's crazy because it's like the least place you would think to find this really cool, modern, fine dining place. But it is absolutely great. We had all kinds of good food there. It's kind of a tapas restaurant. And here's just a little bit of what we had there. Um, the desserts were just unbelievable. They had a butterscotch pot de creme. They had a Hawaiian bread, bread pudding, that was just absolutely insane. Um, we had the local date and cheese plate. And, you know, if you're in Palm Springs, you got to eat the dates. Uh, there is date heaven down there if you like dates. Um we had ah, seared ahi pokey nachos. We had tequila lime shrimp street tacos. And uh, my personal favorite, we had a grown-up grilled cheese with braised short rib and smoky tomato jam. <laughs> so this place, it, it's it's a wine bar and a tapas place, and it's, it is great. And I can see, you know, four or eight guys who are down there or, or a couple of couples who are together down there just going and having a meal and sitting there for three hours just drinking wine and and trying all these different small plates uh it, it is really a cool place and isn't that what it's about i mean to be able to go to that kind of place and spend that kind of time after you're on the golf course all day exactly yeah that sounds and unbelievable to me you're just talking about it. it's getting toward dinner time right now <laughs> and i'm nuts i'm ready to go yeah, the other place we ran into was, you know, completely the other side of the, uh, I guess they call it the Palm Springs Valley there, or, or the, the other side of the desert, um, kind of closer to where uh, old downtown Palm Springs is, and it was called Lulu, and uh, this really great mid-century modern uh, kind of building uh, right down there, and just great breakfast. I mean, unbelievable, you know, omelets, um, eggs benedict. Uh, they make their own crepes, uh, and it's it's an indoor outdoor restaurant. You can bring your dog. We had our, our dog Ragsy with us. Uh, got to hang out and and basically play with other dogs because there were so many other people who had dogs uh, there while they were there. And the added benefit is it's right across the street from the uh, fudge place I mentioned, so <laughs> you can always get your dessert there. And they do lunch and dinner as well at Lulu. I haven't been there for either of those meals, but I think they do live music. It's it's really it's a great place and. One of those places that we will make a point to be uh, to at least eat one meal there every time we go to Las Vegas now. Do they have lunch and dinner at the Fudge Place? <laughs> I guess for you, anytime you walk in is lunch and dinner. 
I, I am a three-meal person eating all three meals at all times, man. <laughs> there aren't enough hours in the day. Um, before we get to the golf, which obviously is something that both of us love playing desert golf down there, tell me about the other place that you like that you mentioned to me, which is uh, the Hyatt Regency in Indian Wells. Yeah, my dad and I took a trip down a, a few years back and stayed at the Hyatt Regency. The in- Indian Wells Complex has two just uh, extraordinary golf courses. The Celebrity Course, which I always think about, feels the most like the pictures I've seen of Augusta. I mean, it's just flowers and trees and absolutely beautiful the way they keep it up. Uh, and the Players Course, which is a John Foote design, uh, is really, really a good strategic golf course and, and just a lot of fun. Um, but the Hyatt Regency... I, you know the the rooms were really really well done. It you get everything you get from a Hyatt, and if you're not going to stay at La Quinta, you know I'd highly recommend checking that out because you're literally just walking distance from from both of those great golf courses, and and that's really makes it a place where you could just go and kind of stay there the entire time if you wanted to. All right. So speaking of golf courses, let's talk. Uh, this is. I love this kind of combination. I mentioned that I spent a lot of time at PJ West hanging there. Uh, you were just down at La Quinta. That's another place that I got to play a lot of golf, especially the mountain course. Uh, but there's other great courses there too. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and the, the the feel of what desert golf really brings to these places. Well, really, the you know the the gem, I guess, at PGA West and. I like the Nicholas course. Um, I, I played both the, the Nicholas public and private courses. Um, I played the Palmer private. Uh, but PGOS Stadium course is the reason that I think golf travelers go. The final closing stretch, uh, par five, it's got the uh, – that is just unbelievable with that huge bunker down the left side. Then it's got the Alcatraz uh, par three. And the closing 18th, uh, those are the holes that if you can get through there and make par, 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 or even somehow make a birdie, you know, those are the things that are going to be memorable. And, and I think that's the course that people go to to really want to test themselves. Um, but there's a lot of great golf. And I, I especially like the Desert Willow courses. Uh, they've got two there. Uh, the Firecliff is the one that really gets all the attention. But they've redone both courses over the years, and, and they're both a lot of fun to play. So you really can't go wrong. I mean, there's only one golf course in the PGA West uh, courses that I don't care for. And for some reason, that's the Greg Norman course. And maybe I just caught it at the wrong time. We'll have to make a trip down there and play it specifically to see if uh, if I just have bad memories of it for no reason. I played it only one time. I was so busy playing the other courses and I kind of, it's not that memorable to me. So maybe it is that. Before we leave PGA West, though, I have to tell you a story that I don't know if I've ever shared with you. I was playing the Nicholas Private Course with Craig T. and our friend Danny Ryan, who is no longer with us, which is really too bad. But the three of us were out, and we were playing, and there's a hole on the private course that is, there's a, off the tee, it's a long par four, I believe, but there's a huge fairway bunker that probably runs 50 yards, and it's about... I would say, I'm going to say eight feet deep. And so there's a split fairway and you can play to either side. So of course I hit it in the bunker and I'm driving with my friend, Danny Ryan, and I'm driving and he's sitting next to me and I pull along the left side of this huge, massive fairway bunker. And Danny gets out because his ball is kind of to the left of us in the fairway. And I start to drive to go around the front of the bunker. And he said something and I turned around 
to look at them. <laughs> and I had the wheel turned and I flipped the golf cart into this cavernous bunker in the middle of the Nicholas private course. <laughs> and luckily lived because it, it could have been really bad. The entire top crushed. Uh, somehow I hit my chest on the steering wheel, but nothing broke of me. The golf cart was, you know, pretty much totaled. I get out and I tried to finish the hole because that's the kind of guy I am. I tried to brush it off while they were sending somebody out to retrieve the golf cart. Um, I was pretty well known for the next couple of days because I'd walk in with Craig and Danny and they'd go, oh, there's the guy that flipped the golf cart in the bunker. You're pretty well known uh, much longer after that, too, because it's funny. You've never told me that story. But as you know, uh, I was hanging out with Craig T. on Kauai uh, a number of years ago. And I mentioned that I was friends with you. And uh, we started talking about you. And he actually told me that story over lunch about you driving the golf cart into the bunker at the time. So uh, uh, that, that story is legendary. Yeah, I'd like to have an Emmy or an Oscar, but I think that story is probably just as good. <laughs> um, I, I was covered with battery acid, which I didn't know at the time either, oh. until my shirt started disintegrating and some guy said to me, <laughs> you should probably go take a shower. <laughs> so the trips to Pop Springs were pretty memorable all the way around. But uh, I do uh, one thing living here, and I love Myrtle Beach, and I love the Southeast. Obviously, we love golf courses wherever, but... I don't get a chance to play desert golf that often. And to me, it was really a breath of life when I lived out in that part of the country. So I urge everybody to get get over there and do it. Now, it's not just about the golf, because this trip, while you were there, I know that you went to a pretty special place. I've been there myself. But tell us about Joshua Tree. Yeah, I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time in a lot of national parks around the country. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, Zion and my adventures in Zion with uh, our friend Eric Hart. Uh, but I'd never been to Joshua Tree, uh, which is crazy because I've been to the desert so many times. And it's only about a 30-minute drive uh, from La Quinta to get to what is the, I guess, the western gate uh, to get into Joshua. And once you're in, you have to go a ways to really get into the heart of the park. But it is such just a revelation when you get there. Uh, not just the Joshua trees, but these incredible landforms that are just unbelievable. You've got rocks, you've got uh, the trees coming out of them, and you know you're watching people hike all over the place. We went all the way up to Keys View, uh, where you can see all the way out to Salton Sea and back into Palm Springs. It's it's really quite a place, and I I just encourage people. Get out there and see, you know, you should see our national parks anyway. If you're on a golf trip and you're near one of the national parks, you should be exploring them because they really are amazing. Uh, but this one specifically, I, I'm definitely going to go back and do some hiking because it was just, uh, it blew my mind in a lot of ways. And uh, I'll never forget it. You know, it's amazing. Uh, did you listen to U2's Joshua Tree while you were down there? I did not. I did not have it on my uh, my phone, but uh but that's that is what was ringing in my head basically uh, uh, the entire time we were there. All right, next time. And when <laughs> I get there, I'll do it. Maybe we'll do it together. It'd be fun to take a desert trip together. All right, we could talk a lot more about Palm Springs, and I'm sure we will at some point. But that's all the time we have for today. We're going to be back tomorrow, which is a great thing, with another episode. And as always, uh, hit us up with any golf travel questions or suggestions you have for future episodes. As Talking Golf Getaways grows, I know Darren and I both want to really interact with all of you. 
and get your ideas and your opinions. So hashtag Talking Golf Getaways, hashtag Emergency Nine, hashtag Two Haggis Bags, which is what we are. Uh, just just get to us and and get involved in the conversation. Um, oh, also I want to mention if you've missed any of the shows because now we're we're really rolling. And we've done more than a month of shows now, and you can binge listen to them. It's holiday time. It's a great time to do this. Catch up. We've had some great discussions with some wonderful people already. Golfnewsnet.com, our obvious wonderful home. iTunes podcasts, audio boom apps. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to say it that way, don't you? The audio boom. There you go. That's a way to remember it. You can find us at all those places. Um, before we go, Darren, anything of a personal nature you want to hit us with? Actually, I do have uh, something. You know, I feel like it's important that I start updating people just on various aspects of my life uh, completely unrelated to golf. Um, I know you know this. We've talked about it before. But uh, I am on a streak of never eating at a Chipotle. And uh, that streak has now reached 17,858 days that I have not been in Chipotle. And uh, the other thing is, for those of uh, listeners or friends of ours of the show who uh, have witnessed the beauty that is my goatee, um, uh, they probably know that I had to shave it off for a Halloween prank. And so that means that I am currently on day 43 of my goatee restoration project. And uh, it's coming along pretty nicely, but it's probably going to be January or February before it's back to full strength. Are you bringing Reese Jones in for the restoration project? <laughs> the goatee doctor. That's what I'm going to start calling him. The open goatee doctor. <laughs> I'm sure he's not really that interested in courses anymore. He's looking for facial hair projects. That's right. At the, he should. At the time. <laughs> oh, my God. And the whole Chipotle, Chipotle thing, man. Because here's the deal. Unless somebody, like, kidnaps you, ties you up, and takes you to one... That streak's never going to be broken, as far as I can tell. Uh, it doesn't appear so. I tell people I've never been to a Chipotle, and they it blows their mind. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't understand why. Uh, three words, get a life. All right, thanks for joining us on Talking Golf Getaways. He's Darren Bunch. I'm Mitch Lawrence. It's been a blast, as always. And uh, we'll let Tom Petty take it away. Keep running down the dream. So long. I run down the dream.